We are Uniglobe Travel Partners, an organization focused on saving you time and money on travel since 1977. Follow us as we discuss global travel trends, strategies to level up your business, and cultivate personal growth. This is Conversations with You. Client Success Manager here at Uniglobe Travel Partners Atlanta. Uh, today I have with me Michael and Stephen Hicks. Uh, Michael is our uh, Head of Sales and Client Success and Stephen is our Head of Business Operations and HR. Um, and today we're going to talk about the trip that Stephen and Michael took um, from Atlanta uh, in the airport here to Denver and Miami. So Michael and Steven, if you guys could just introduce yourselves um, real quick so the audience knows exactly who you guys are and just tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey everyone, I'm Steven Hicks, Head of uh, Business Operations and Human Resources here at Uniglobe Travel Partners. And hey everyone, my name is Michael Hicks, sometimes mistakenly called Steven as well because we work together here <laughs> at Uniglobe Travel, but I am Head of Sales and Client Success um, and we will be sharing with you today, like Zach said, our recent travel experience, um, I went from Atlanta to Denver and Stephen went from Atlanta to Miami. So we're really excited about first starting this podcast with you guys sharing uh, uh, travel trends, uh, technology and customer service, but really excited to share with you our, our recent travel experiences. Michael, I'm surprised that you didn't tout um, that you're the older brother. You usually <laughs> pull that card on me. Yeah, so. so I am the older brother by four years. I will go ahead and share that. but. Um, yeah, so really excited today to, to share with you guys our first podcast. I know we've, we've had this in the works for a while. Um, we're going to try to try to make this as fun um, and laid back as possible. All right, Michael, yeah, so if you mentioned uh, right then and there that you went to Denver, can you tell me a little bit um, about that experience? Yeah, so we recently hired uh, Alyssa Cox um, as our sales and business uh, development manager for our West Coast office in San Ramon, California. So I went out there, met with her, um, but it was a cool experience as it was my first time traveling since the beginning of March, um, and a lot has changed since then. So I, uh, I'll, I'll kind of walk you through what, what I saw and maybe some things that maybe I, I wasn't prepare, prepared for. Um, but um, I guess first off, I flew uh, from Atlanta Hartsfield to Denver. Uh, I flew uh, Delta Airlines, which right now is, I guess, one of the few airlines that's social distancing. Um, they're capping capacity and, and middle seats, which is great to, great to have that um, compared to some of the other airlines. But um, a couple things that caught me off guard um, was that the, the touch points are still there a little bit on the security process, grabbing your own bin, but everything seems to flow really seamlessly now. Uh, as you could imagine, there's not as many people traveling now, so the, the lines are, are very short. There was no line at TSA PreCheck, so it was great to see that. Um, but everything from start to finish um, is really social distancing and really just eliminating as many touch points as possible. Um, Stephen flew to Miami, so I, I think you're, so, you're a very similar experience as well through the airport. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we'll touch on our video a bit later. That was kind of where this project stemmed out of was uh, we wanted to capture a video to show uh, all of our clients what the travel experience is like right now during uh, COVID and the new kind of travel environment. And um, so my trip was 
from Atlanta to Miami. Yeah, Michael, my experience uh, was pretty similar. I was surprised to see, you know, normally when you walk in the Atlanta airport, uh, the lines are almost out the door and there's 40 or 50 check-in counters. It was very limited, um, obviously just due to demand, uh, but there wasn't a sky priority check-in, so it was all consolidated, uh, which is obviously Delta's trying to cut costs right now. Um, but it was efficient, it was fine, and it was safe. There were things on the floor telling you to stand you know, six feet apart from other passengers, and um, they had care kits, which are, it's a little package where uh, they give you a mask and sanitizing wipes, those sorts of things, if you needed one. And that was on the airplane, for the airplane or at the airport? Um, this was at the airport, so uh, when I checked in, they, okay. they had a little sign that said, um, we have care kits available. So I got one just because I was curious. Obviously I had a mask, but I was curious to see what was in it. Um, and there was some Purell wipes, a mask, and right. um, I think some hand sanitizer gel as well. Okay. But the, the TSA experience, um, yeah, like Michael said, it was, it was really quick. There weren't, uh, wasn't a large volume of passengers. Um, if you really wanted to be uh, less, have less contact, you could go with clear and it scanned your face instead of having to hand them your boarding pass or your phone or your ID or whatever. Um, and that includes TSA pre-check, which you know, I, would, I have pre-check, I would kind of recommend that. It's kind of the middle of the road option because you don't have to remove your shoes or take your laptop out of your bag. You, it's, it's kind of the, the most minimal touch points um, if you don't want to go all the way for the clear. And you mentioned clear, so clear um, is, is a great uh, program for those kind of uh, road warriors and people that travel extensively. Um, like Steven said, you scan, they scan your eye and really you don't have any touch points for security. I guess the only touch points you would have was for putting your bag in the bin and, and going from there. Um, does the Atlanta airport right now, do they require a mask? Because I know some airports are requiring masks and some aren't. When I was there, they were not requiring okay. masks. I know legislation is changing pretty much by the day. Okay. Um, our mayor here in Atlanta um, has put out a, a mask requirement for the city of Atlanta. I would assume that that does cover the Atlanta airport, but that should be checked on uh, before traveling because as we're recording this episode, you know, things could change tomorrow. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, one thing that caught me off guard was the Denver airport, and this was three and a half weeks ago, they were requiring masks in the airport. I didn't see anybody enforcing that, but there were signs everywhere saying you, you are required to, to wear masks. So that definitely caught me off guard because the Atlanta airport at that time was not. Um, how about your experience on, on your Delta flight? My Delta flight uh, on the way to Miami um, was a little bit different than the experience on the way back. Uh, the crew on the way from Atlanta to Miami, they were uh, very welcoming. Um, you know, we, were t we told them that uh, they obviously saw the camera and the equipment, and so we explained to them a little bit about what we were doing. They were really open to that, um, and they were they fully explained uh, their processes and procedures that are in place right now. So one of the questions I had was, you know, if someone takes their mask off in flight, um, what what happens? Like, do you kick? Like, do you ground the plane? Like, what happens in that case? Or um, like, are you allowed to take your mask off? Like, what does that look like? That's just kind of, a, I wasn't sure. And so uh, the flight attendant basically said, you know, we want people to feel comfortable. That's kind of our main thing. And I think that's, uh, that's why they've 
continued to block middle seats and cap their capacity uh, because obviously they can't do that and make profit. So they're really ha they really have the customer's um, safety in mind. And so um, I could sense that. And when talking through about the requirements of the mask, he, he was basically like, um, obviously you can take it off to eat. Um, we, we would suggest and we would like for you to wear the whole mask. There's not really a whole lot they can do to enforce that legally. Um, and they also don't want to really cause a scene, but um, that was kind of his response, which was interesting. Now, they do require you to have one to board the, the airplane. All passengers have to wear a mask, and again, they had, a, they had the care kit at check-in, they had it uh, at, at the gate as well. What was, uh, what was your experience like with masks on your plane? Yeah, very similar, I would say. Um, and I think that everybody was kind of laid back. Uh, when it came to the other travelers as well. I didn't see anybody um, really on top of each other. Everybody was really social distancing during the boarding process. As you remember or can remember, um, people standing in long lines waiting to get on the planes. Um, and now it's everybody kind of just spaced out, a lot of people sitting down. Um, so it was great to see that up until we boarded the plane. Did, um, they, board, did they board in groups of 10 at a time? Uh, on your flight because they did they didn't mind I think on, on both directions okay I think that's something that most airlines are doing but I know Delta specifically so they did they do that yeah they did I, I remember that now um, and it was cool that they they're boarding from really back to front yeah so really now if you're even in you get upgraded to premium economy or even business um, which they've started now doing uh, business upgrades um, that you're going to be one of the last ones to board just because of social distancing, people walking past each other. So, and uh, the boarding process was probably the fastest um, process from from when I walked onto the plane to when we left, just because there wasn't a long line on the plane that usually occurs when people are are boarding from front to back. So, yeah. So one of the things that I was a bit disappointed about was. Uh, the snack that I received. <laughs> I, I know I can be a little bit picky, uh, maybe even a little bit high maintenance, but I got a bag and it, it was a bag of Cheez-Its, Biscoff cookies, and like a water. Um, and I had been upgraded to business class just because of my status and the availability on the flight. Um, and I asked the, the flight attendant, he's like, yeah, man, like everyone's getting the same thing. He's like, soon we're going to be phasing in new snack options. You'll have a little bit of an upgraded experience in the higher class cabins. Gotcha. Um, what what yeah, did you have? I was actually upgraded as well to business class. It was the first week of, of them uh, getting back into that about two and a half, three weeks ago. They actually gave, if you can recall the last time when you traveled, they have those, uh, those meals for purchase in economy. Uh, they're like meal boxes. They actually go, gave those out to the business class passengers. So it was really good to see. I was expecting just a small snack because I had heard that they cut back on, on all other food stuff. So it was really cool to see that I had a, uh, a meal kit. So it included hummus, chips, um, pretty much the whole nine yards when it came to a meal, but it just wasn't hot. So, so that, was, uh, that caught me. That surprised me for sure. Um, anything else on the flight experience that you wanted to... I was sure. just going to say, uh, I know that sounded a bit particular, but uh, I really was just thankful to be back in the air because I think it had been about, right at about a month, um, maybe six weeks, but it felt like a really long time for me not traveling because we're usually going somewhere um, every couple weeks at most once a month. And so 
you know, I had my window seat. I was happy just to be back in the air. Um, again, just want wanting people to know kind of the ins and outs of what to expect on the flight. Right, right. And then uh, anything different on when you landed, um, getting yeah. off the plane? Yeah, it was interesting. I had never heard this before. So when I'm going to re-record that in case there is the chime. Yeah, it was interesting uh, when we when we landed and were taxing to the gate. Uh, they they came on with an announcement that said, um, "Stay seated, stay seated for a special uh, social distancing announcement when we get to the gate." And I was like, um, "Okay, the, let's see what this is all about." So sure enough, we pulled up to the gate and uh, they they said, "We're going to queue customers." Um, slowly to get off the plane so it's not just like a madhouse of people like trying to rush off the plane and like you know how people are normally like elbowing with their bags and just trying to get Shoot, off people the are hitting you with their bags what are you talking about elbowing <laughs> <laughs> yeah you might get hit by a laptop bag or something but um yeah so they they tried to to manage that i think would be the best word and it, it really was you know being in the front of the plane we were uh, allowed to deplane first, so that's normal. But um, they did kind of segment it. Awesome, awesome. Um, and then I guess we can move on to kind of the the airport experience when you landed, or even we can move into that, and then we can move to the car rental pickup because I know that's yeah. something that a lot of people are doing right now. Or is if they're traveling, they might be not flying, but they could be picking up rental cars. Yeah. Yeah, one question I'm curious about um, in the process of getting on the plane, what are kind of some must-haves that somebody might, you know, might not be aware of? Maybe some protocols have changed, um, or some or a different bottle of hand sanitizer, as uh, what I've heard might be kind of in the works um, of you being able to bring on board. Um, was there anything like that kind of in place uh, for passengers to be aware of? Yeah, so TSA is now allowing, uh, I believe it's 10 ounces if not 12 ounces now uh, for hand sanitizer. Uh, and I'd strongly recommend that um, just because you need to clean your hands as much as possible, especially when you're traveling. Um, and then uh, I do recommend uh, wipes. So whether that's a Lysol wipe or some type of sanitizer wipe um, to clean off your seat. Um, the, the airports are, or air, uh, airlines are um, passing those out. They're passing out the hand sanitizer wipes um, to wipe your seat down, but it's only one small, uh, almost like a wet wipe, so to say, that you would get at a restaurant when you're maybe at a, a, a rib shack or something like that. So I would definitely recommend uh, hand sanitizer and also taking some uh, wet wipes to wipe down your seat. Um, but I know that the airlines have implemented some great policies on on cleaning their the insides of their, their planes before you board. Um, Yeah, so speaking about that, uh, one thing I've I heard, it kind of made me get a little bit hungry, to be honest. We're, we're doing this late in the afternoon. I kind of always like a afternoon snack. I'm a afternoon snack type of guy. I know Michael and Steven are the same. Um, Let's not get on too much of a soapbox, but Zach, what is your typical afternoon snack here at the office? Um, afternoon snack, it's probably some kind of juice from Arden's Garden. And maybe like a Belvita cookie or something like that. I, I, I like those a good amount. I think Michael's over here shaking his head. Yeah. I think he's right there with me. Yeah, Arden's Garden has a killer uh, charcoal lemonade. I'm <laughs> a fan of, uh, and I would probably say some type of protein bar, like a Quest bar, 
uh, or something like that. I think that's what yeah. my go-to is. Stephen, what, what about you? We like to keep it pretty healthy around here, don't we, guys? Wow. Um, yeah, I typically will go for a, a nice protein bar or some fruit. Uh, actually, before this, I just had some strawberries, so uh, that was pretty good, just to give me that little sugar boost to the afternoon. Along yeah. that, uh, I guess, what is one item that you don't travel without? Ooh, that's a good question. Whether don't that's you're going on vacation or a business trip. Oh, uh, mine is, I mean, if I leave my cell phone, it sounds very, uh, very uh, mo- millennial but of me, but I would probably say cell phone. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, it's my noise-canceling headphones. Oh, those see, things, I don't have those. Those things have, have those. spoiled me since I got those. Um, I'm more of a Bose fan, but I just got some Apple uh, earpods, but they don't connect to the the, the airplane oh, yeah. monitor. So the the one the bows that have the uh, the cord um, they're killer especially they're the in ear ones so not the over the ear ones so those are those are pretty solid that if I leave those I haven't left them yet on a trip but if I were to leave those I would be pretty upset I've left some I've left some headphones before on a trip it's not too fun when you <laughs> get back home and realize oh shoot yeah I I left those pretty expensive headphones on a trip and yeah. somebody else is getting the luxury of using wow. them now what about you Stephen <laughs> Yeah, mine would be uh, a USB charger because uh, I usually travel with my iPhone um, and my iPad. You know, I'm an Apple guy. So in case of emergency, if one of those were to die, uh, a battery backup, or if I'm on a long flight, uh, most of them now have plugs, but that USB uh, charger's come into handy quite a few times. Yeah. yeah. I would also say a one thing I read on the Internet the other day is a must-have um, – type of item is a water bottle um, that you can refill. Um, Most, I think I read an article maybe about a couple weeks ago where in, I want to say it's the Philadelphia airport, um, they upgraded all of their water fountains um, to where they could have a reusable water bottle and they were uh, basically touchless um, water stations. Um, And I know especially during this season that as much water you can drink, as many fluids you can get in you, good and healthy stuff um, in you, um, the best that you possibly can be and the best for others around you. For sure. Yeah, a collapsible water bottle. I don't know if you've, you guys have that, but we definitely have that. And we take that on not only when I travel for business, but on, on vacations because the worst thing is to for a little one to get thirsty and not have anything to drink. So those collapsibles actually fold down almost to a wallet size and then you can expand them bigger so I'd definitely recommend that as well yeah something I didn't know for a long time was that you can actually take a water bottle through TSA it just can't have water in it so I would always come to the airport without a water bottle because I didn't think you could take it through TSA but yeah like Michael said a collapsible one or just a refillable water bottle um, is great to have yeah, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the rental car situation. I know a lot of people are like, okay, hey, should I go Uber? Should I go rental car? Can we talk about that? What were your guys' experiences like, um, both using rental cars? Yeah, so my pickup was in Denver um, and had a pretty good experience. I know their capping capacity even on the the shuttles from the airport to the location. So if you're you're at an, going to rent your car at an off airport location where it's not exactly uh, on the airport grounds, 
uh, very similar to like the Atlanta airport where you have to take the train. But in the, in my case, it was a shuttle and they were capping capacity. I think at eight eight passengers on one shuttle bus where I think normally it holds like 16. So they're capping it at 50%, which is even less than Delta capping their planes at 60 or 70%. So that whole process was, was really nice. Um, but when I picked up the car, really people, people were directing. So there were a lot of employees there helping out people. They were keeping their distance, but really helping them easily find the cars. Um, I was, I'm, a, I'm a big national guy just because they have the Emerald Isle and I can just go pick out my car. I've heard them uh, showing that the cars have been sealed or putting some type of seal on the car or some type of sticker to show that it's been cleaned. So I know that they've rolled out those, those protocols. Um, and one thing I wanted to note is that we have a COVID-19 resource um, available on our website um, and on our social media pages. So if you are curious about certain protocols such as car rental um, and the airline uh, protocols and rules and policies regarding masks and all their cleaning procedures as well as hotels, we've updated that and have that being updated almost daily. So if you guys are curious about that, feel free to check that out. Um, but that was my car rental experience in, in Denver um, in the very same, very similar experience when I returned the car. Lots of people out there, lots of employees um, keeping their distance, but really uh, assisting people and making them feel comfortable during the entire kind of car rental check-in and drop-off. Was it the same for you, Stephen? Yeah, what I really liked, uh, you mentioned national car rental. I'm a, I'm a big national guy myself, um, simply because of the Emerald Isle. You can literally, you make your reservation online, and you go pick the car out in the aisle, the Emerald Isle. You don't have to even talk to anybody if you don't want to, until you get to the cashier, obviously, but they're in a, in a cubicle or whatever you call, what do you call those things? Like an exit booth. Like a, yeah. They're in a, a cashier booth, so, you know, you still have to interact with them for that part, but um, the rest of it, you, like I said, you don't really even have to talk to anybody. Right, right. And, and I believe all the other car rental providers have similar setups, Avis um, and then Hertz as well, because I know there's a lot, there's a wide, uh, wide variety when it comes to our corporate accounts on the car rental companies that they use and I know that they're frequent travelers they do have that similar uh, pickup process so that's talking about Hertz and Avis as well so wanted to throw that in there because um, if, if you're a Hertz loyal car rental person I know that you get those perks as well and the same for Avis um, so anything else along the car rental process drop off I know Miami uh, they have a train is that right from the car rental? Um, yeah, the Miami I, Mover, they call it. What Miami, a name. Miami Mover. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, are they, I guess it works very similar to like the, the Atlanta. What is the one in Atlanta? The plane train. The plane train. Welcome to the plane train. It's basically in Atlanta. what it says. Yeah, so. <laughs> Every single time you stop. Welcome aboard the plane train. <laughs> yeah, so I guess they all have cool little uh, nicknames, so to say, but um, pretty, pretty seamless there. Yeah, um, Yeah, you asked about the drop-off experience. Um, I actually didn't know you could do this. You can actually request what's called a drop-and-go. I think most of the uh, rental car providers are, are given this option now. But you don't even have to interact with anybody. You can literally leave the keys in the car and head on to the airport, and they will check the car back in for you and then just email the receipt oh that's awesome that's great that's really cool um, and just talking about receipts I don't know if any 
of the people that are listening today uh, are business travelers, but there's some there's some great tools out there um, for eliminating uh, keeping up with receipts, um, and we have some great um, some great articles on that um, when it comes to how we can integrate with with uh, travel providers to eliminate um, and provide you with e-receipts. So if you guys have questions about that, send us a message either on Facebook or, or on LinkedIn. We'd be more than happy to walk you through how we can integrate and make sure that you don't have to keep up with, with receipts because that's a huge topic of even people touching a receipt and handing it to you. So if you want us to kind of guide you through that process or, or maybe you're a current account of ours that doesn't use that e-receipt functionality, let me, let me or Zach know. Again, um, we'd be more than happy to talk to you and, and your company through that e-receipt functionality, but it's a cool feature where you don't have to keep up with your receipts even when you're eating out and all of that. Um, so just keep that in mind that we do have an e-receipt functionality uh, for everything travel here at Uniglobe Travel, and that's pertaining to business travelers. Um, Stephen, we kinda, kinda went from uh, start to, to end there with flying and, and picking up and dropping off your rental car. What about in the middle when it came to your hotel experience? I know this kind of gets fuzzy and people might not be thinking of wanting to stay in a hotel even right now. Um, can you maybe just walk me through that experience and I can kind of kind of chime in and, and let people know if my, my experience was the same? Yeah, so there was hardly anybody at the hotel. Um, similar with the Miami airport, I know uh, Atlanta Airport was a different story. It's the world's busiest airport, so there were lots of people. Miami Airport um, was was pretty empty, honestly. Same with the hotel, and so um, there really weren't people there as far as uh, other guests. But um, moving on to the check-in, uh, there's they had plexiglass partition there. Um, I think the guy even had a mask on. Plenty of of signage and everything at the hotel. Um, I could have if the hotel had the um, if the hotel had the capability. I could have checked in with the Marriott mobile app and used that um, as the key to my door, or just picked up the key at the desk. Um, but I just did it the old-fashioned way, and um, it was fine. Nice, nice. Yeah, you mentioned the Marriott kind of um, check-in via the mobile app, and then actually you can use your phone for. The, the room key, which is really cool. So if you guys have any questions again about that, Zach and I would be more than help, happy to help you out if you are a Marriott loyal. I know other other brands are rolling very similar processes out, Hilton and IHG as well, to eliminate touch points because that, I think that's the biggest thing when we're talking about COVID is just eliminating touch points um, and just streamlining the entire travel process, which is which is one thing that we can definitely do here is, is to streamline that tra travel process. And it's great to hear that the kind of travel vendors are, are looking at ways of, of doing that as well. Um, very similar experience uh, at my check-in in Denver. I was in downtown Denver at a, at a pretty cool new brand that Marriott has, has launched with. Uh, it's Element Property, um, and it was about brand new, about a year old. Um, but one thing that I didn't like was all of their restaurants were closed. Um, I know restaurants may be opening up now and hotels or maybe planning on doing that soon, but I really like my breakfast in the morning at the hotel because that just saves time. Um, when, I, when I was at that hotel three weeks ago, the, the hotel didn't have breakfast. They had a, a, a doggy bag, so to say, and they had an apple and like a bar in there. And when, I, when I'm on a road trip or on a business trip, I wanna have a hearty breakfast and not something that's gonna time me over until 
10 or 11 o'clock. So that was one disappointment that I had there. Uh, I have stayed at a town place suites uh, even before that about a month ago. Um, and they actually had uh, box cereals, box oatmeals, muffins individually wrapped. Um, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but it was just this one property that maybe is, is doing something a little bit different. But that was definitely a disappointment. The biggest question I have for you is, did you get your morning workout in? <laughs> um, I actually went for a run. So yes, I did. Um, but the gym was closed. Um, but I've actually got a, a kind of um, a cool app now that my gym gives me that I can work out uh, really virtually anywhere. Um, so I've kind of been harnessing that technology, so to say, when it comes to working out. And I was able to, to work out in my room, actually, uh, via their, their app. He just stop it. He's like, yeah. So yeah, something that you touched on was your gym was closed. Um, at the courtyard I was staying at, the gym was actually open. Um, I got my morning workout in. Um, uh, they actually had just finished cleaning it when I got there. The lady saw that I was coming in, and so for social distancing, she kind of finished up and then left. Okay, yeah. And I think that's more of a regional thing. Some, ho some gyms, some restaurants are, are opening state by state. And in Colorado, things had, had just began opening. So I don't know if, if that's how it was when you were in Florida, if you can maybe recall if there were a lot of restaurants, if, if there were a lot of even people just walking out and about near your hotel. Because where I, where I was in downtown Denver, I maybe saw two people when I was on my run. Um, so, and, and just looking at like, grocery stores and gas stations, even those were closed when I was out there three weeks ago. So I know it is varying state by state. Um, yeah, and that's a that's a really cool thing too. Um, it made me think about what our document has in it as well. Um, it has COVID protocols. Um, we have a link on there. Um, it's a live, like Michael said, a live updated document. Um, and it has a link on some of the web resources that you'd be able to access um, and look at the COVID-19 protocols state by state. So that way, if you're traveling, um, you can be prepared, you know, know what to bring, know the, the protocols and resources you have available um, when you're going to a state that you don't live in. Um, so that's a really cool thing. I just wanted to add that in there um, yeah. that we had on our document. And that's kind of what our mission is here at, at Unigwood Travel is to pro provide you guys and our clients with as much information so you guys can make informed decisions kind of on your travel program. Uh, we want to kind of hold your hand during this process and be a be a resource for you. And I think that's that's kind of our focus during this kind of time, because uh, I know a lot of people maybe listening are traveling. Um, so it's I guess our goal to share that information with them as much as possible. So if if you don't follow us on LinkedIn um, and you're a business traveler, I would definitely follow us because then you'll get alerts when we post um, certain things to our page like that resource. Um, and we'll be actually move that up to the the, the top of our LinkedIn page and, and kind of make that easily accessible so you don't have to go searching for that because you might have questions about what it's like to travel right now or specific protocols. Um, and hopefully if you're using a different TMC, they're providing you with that. But if, if they're not, just check out that resource because it's definitely there for you. So as we're wrapping up here, guys, thanks for all of that awesome information, uh, information that we're going to have uh, like Michael said on our LinkedIn, or things you can reach out to us for. Um, but as we wrap up, uh, what? where is your next trip? Tell me where your next location is, your next destination, adventure. Um, all of those things uh, are kind of up in the air. But yeah, what are some of those things that uh, you're wanting to do? 
So my next trip is to Southern California. I love to go uh, to the West Coast out there. Usually go about once a year. I'm actually, I was just supposed to be getting back a couple days ago, head to postpone. Um, just wasn't super comfortable with everything going on um, when I was originally supposed to, to travel, when I was originally supposed to travel. Um, so I rebooked and I'll be going, and I think I travel in about another month or so, I'll be going out to California. Awesome, Michael. How about how about you? Yeah, um, I'm actually um, welcoming my uh, second. Uh, I'm welcoming my daughter probably Friday of this week. Today is Wednesday, so got a lot of stuff going on at the house. Um, but so we it sounds like a trip to the hospital. A trip is to the hospital. Going, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Um, but I had planned. Um, I guess you call it like a baby moon, so to say. Awesome. Um, to Cancun back in uh, May, um, and Chelsea and I were were headed out, um, and actually had to postpone that just with everything going on with her. Um, and I'm glad we did because we actually spent that weekend at the hospital because she went into labor um, that specific weekend when we were supposed to be there. So we had to postpone that um, to we haven't found a date yet, but I think that's what my next trip will be sometime this fall. I might have to take the baby um, with us, um, but I, I love Cancun. We did our honeymoon down there um, and there's some great resorts down there as well. So if you guys need any recommendations, feel free to reach out to our vacation travel team because they are rock stars when it comes to vacation travel. Uh, and all-inclusive recommendations down in Cancun or wherever that may be. Thank you for listening to the Conversations With You podcast. Be sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast to catch the next episode. We'll see you next time.